But I did want to have this time, these two weeks to really just be like, okay, look, what is really going on? Like without the influence of anyone else's energy or anyone else's mood or opinion, like who am I? What do I want? What do I like? Like what's good about my life? What's good about me? You know, just really thinking critically about the way I've shown up this year and the way that I want to show up next year. You're listening to the Almost 30 Podcast, hosted by Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsek. Almost 30 started as a conversation about the transition from our 20s to our 30s. But then we realized life is full of transitions. So we expanded our mission. We are an intuition-led, wellness-focused lifestyle podcast that promises to deliver authentic conversations, diverse points of view, and insights rooted in optimism, growth, and intention. The Almost 30 Nation community is a group of purposeful dreamers who are smart, passionate, and always seeking the full potential in every aspect of their lives. At Almost 30, we're making magic together. We dream it, and then we do it. Thanks so much for tuning into the Almost 30 Podcast. Here we go. Hello and welcome. What's going on, everybody? How are you? It's us. Take a deep breath. Oh. <laughs> I always think of Justin when you do that. Freaks out when I do that. When I'm in bed and at the end of the day, I just want to... Taking off my pants and my bra and everyone's just gotta. Oh. <laughs> he hates it. I don't know why. Maybe like a like a loud sound bothers him. Maybe I don't. I, to be honest, I don't think he's ever taken a deep breath in his life. Truly, love him. <laughs> love him. My sweet fiance. But I don't know if he's ever taken like a deep breath in his life. I think if men really took a deep breath, they might cry a lot. I completely agree. You know, what's been interesting. I've been thinking about with the Kobe situation, you know, RIP Kobe passed away recently. Um, and how it's really shown me how emotional men can be. Mm-hmm. I've, yeah. you know, we've seen it within our community of, of women that are dating men or with Justin or a lot of the, we hung yeah, out Sean with some too. friends, Sean mm-hmm. too. Even Crystal Lee, I was listening to his podcast and he was talking about, he cried like all day. And just how it's like giving men permission to be emotional and to really feel. And it's just been so harrowing and heartbreaking. And I can only imagine, you know, the pain that the family is going through. And that's just, and that sort of situation is unrelated to to my thought, which is really like this, just allowing men to cry and feel, which has been very, very, it's almost fascinating to me because it so rarely happens. And it also made me think about like how, men kind of like create these sentimental moments in a different way than women. So it's, it's so attached to like sports or cars and construction. I don't know. Yes. I'm joking, but like really like they, there is a beauty in the way that they kind of relate to the world when they're young. So like Kobe for them is a hero. Kobe for them is someone that maybe, like they were kind of reading his words in the locker room or like repeating his words. And you know what I mean? There's just like a different way in which, and obviously there are female athletes out there that also like probably look to him as well, but it's just an interesting way to see how they relate to the world. 
you know, we can say like, oh my God, she's my hero. She's my idol. She's yeah. this. But like to, for men to really connect with someone on that level, I think is really special. And when they do it, they do it hard. Yeah. It's been every day is like a new speech of like a, a moment in basketball history that I'm getting a history lesson on. I mean, allow it. It's killing me. Allow it. It's killing me. He's expressing. Yeah, I know. Just so Justin <laughs> is now working from home. Justin just left his position at a company and he started his own thing. And honestly, it's been... I need a break. <laughs> I'm like, I dude, I get home and he's like, Hey, like talking like da, da, da. I'm like, dude, it's 3 PM. Still, still on the got, clock. Still on the clock, baby. <laughs> he's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like nine to five, baby. I cannot be talking to you. Nine to five P nine to five P I'm nine to five P I don't really fuck around until after 5 PM. Mm-hmm. It's funny. It's funny. Like it. It's funny. Cause like, you know, when I'm sure when he was working, you're like, Oh, I want to see him more or whatever. Like, 100%. and then you see him. <laughs> and then he's home and I'm like, too much talky talky. <laughs> Too much talky talky. Less talky talky. Be quiet, please. And he listens to music so loud, it's like, oh fuck. Yeah. Like, okay. we need a bigger house. Truly. Uh, apartment. <laughs> <laughs> we need a we need bigger than a uh, seven hundred square feet. <laughs> we need about a thousand square I was, feet. I was talking to a friend the other day, and he and his girlfriend just moved in with each other, and they were. Um, she wants a house. They're not, not engaged all? yet. She wants a house and he's like, we live in a, they live actually, it's it's an anomaly. Three bedroom, two and a half bath apartment for under 3000 in Santa Monica. It's wild. I've been there and it's, it's, it's nice. It's not like new and modern, whatever, but it's totally livable Amazing. and great. And he's like, why don't we stay here for like, you know, maybe kid one if we're having kids and like stack some bread and it was just interesting because, you know, I, I was like, yes, you're logical. I agree. And then also I was thinking about her. I'm like, okay, so where's she coming from? They come from very different backgrounds in terms of like how they grew up. And I was like, I don't, I don't know if it's like a, a, a women thing where we like need that home to like start the family and start to nest. I don't know what that Definitely. is because I, I love the idea of having a home, but I'm also, I'm also, when I say I, I love that idea, I'm not thinking about a mortgage and like all the things, the taxes. And like, so it was just a really interesting thing how like the dynamics in the relationship as you make these bigger decisions, how they can show themselves in different ways. But I mean, three bedroom, two and a half bath for under 3000 in Santa Monica. doing with that room? I mean, they have an office. Like she used to live there with a bunch of friends and he moved in and it's just them two now. A dream. And it's rent controlled. A dream. Rent controlled, that's why. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, that's honestly why. I was like, the other day I was in our bedroom and Justin was out somewhere and I was getting ready for bed. I had my little juve light on. It's the best. So if you guys didn't listen, we did a full episode on red light therapy. I have a little juve light. It's the travel one. It's like Mm -hmm. 300. We have an almost 30 code if you want to discount. And I've really loved it for my skin, for any like scars or like adhesions I have on my body, like on my calf or even just for when I've had pain, I'll Mm -hmm. put the red light on it. And Justin said he was like walking up the stairs and all he saw in the, the bedroom was the red light. And he's like, honestly, I thought it was like a satanic ritual going down. The entire apartment was black except for like a red light in the bedroom. He's like, it was terrifying. I was worried about you. Oh, fuck. He's like, it was. That is hilarious. It was, it was hilarious. <laughs> um, I see you getting blown up. You're in wedding season full yes. force. So it's wedding season, everyone. I don't know if you guys are going to weddings, but I've been invited to a group chat that I did not agree to be invited to. And I feel violated. People be, I don't like that. I don't like group chats. I hate group chats. I don't want to be 
I don't, I don't agree to this. Well, it's just cause you like feel guilty if you don't answer. And then you like send like a woo exclamation point and you're like, well, they started it. And then they're like, sorry, I'm like at work. It's like, Hey, you just started this two minutes ago. Yeah. Like you don't need to reply. (laughs) And like, I should have to sign a waiver to be added to a group chat. Completely agree. I didn't agree. Now I don't want to. And so it's for a wedding and I don't want to share a house with people. Not to be psycho, but I'm 32. Uh, we're, I, we're too I want my own space. We're told like that. now at this age, I'm like, I want to be quiet at the end of the night. But we have to remember that's, that there are a lot of people that live for that yeah. weekend, that celebration. So they're like, I need to be with my friends, take shots before we go to the wedding. Totally. They were Pre-game. like, I'm already sorry for the things that drunk Ah! that drunk ex said. Yeah, literally. I'm already sorry for the things I said when I'm drunk. I'm like, nah, Says Becca. Says Becca. I'm like, dude, (laughs) actually we're uh, five months out. Five months out, I'm added to a group chat and I don't want to share a house with people. Oh man. Maybe maybe my close friends, of course, my close friends, people I love, people that I know, but people that I barely know, I'm not going to share a house with. Mm -mm. We're not not sharing clothes. Too big of a risk. Yeah, you're not borrowing my toothpaste. I'm going to, Pay for a room in a hotel. Too big of a risk. <laughs> Especially if people are drinking. Drinking's yeah. fine. Peace and love. But that's not what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. If you're going to come it's back. It's very, very. Group chats are very Ohio. Bed. Yeah. Love Ohio. It's where I'm from. You guys know that. But dude, my, I mean, the people I know from Ohio are always on a group chat about something. <laughs> always on a group chat about something. I'm like, what are you guys chatting about? And it's so that like going outside of yourself to get the advice, to 100%. get the validation, which is fine. I mean, literally we all do it, but it's just an interesting vortex you can find yourself in Yep, that takes up way too much. Time. I, I actually, I, I should take a note from my dad's book. So he'll, he's on our family group chat and he'll be like, I'm leaving the chat. Like he'll like, he'll partake for like two little things. Like my sister sent this sweet text to all of us the other day, just like giving love and gratitude around like planning for the wedding and Mm. was like, I just love you all. Thank you so much. And he, (laughs) my dad goes, he was in a fog because it was late at night. He goes, thumbs up sleeping. He goes sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) And then he goes, I'm leaving the chat. Oh my God. He's like, this is getting too sweet. I have one of my, one of my close friends, Jen. I'll never forget one time I just saw a text stream. I looked over at her phone because we lived together for four years and it was just like a cactus from her dad. And then she replied with like a crab and then her dad sent a sailboat and then she sent like an alien. And I was like, what are you guys doing? She's like, she's an only child. And so her dad just sends her an emoji every once in a while to make sure she's alive. And all oh, she needs to reply back is an emoji. That's freaking cute. It's the cutest thing I've ever seen. I was like, oh my, there was literally a thread of, it was just like every once in a while, he would just do like a little emoji, making sure she's okay. And she would do in a little emoji back. It was the most darling thing. Like, oh, oh how, how cute. Wow. That's really cute. So cute. My dad will do like the dancing disco guy. Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. My dad sent me an email Sunday. I was like, what is this? It was a forwarded, it was a reply to a forwarded email. Mm-hmm that I had forwarded to to him in 2012. An email I had forwarded in 2012. So he was replying? Yes. Oh, good. It was about <laughs> running the rock and roll half marathon. He's like, you still want to do it? And he was like, I'm sorry, I can't make it. It's uh, 2020. <laughs> I was like, I know you can't make it. It's not 2012. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, thanks for circling back on that one, dude. <laughs> My dad just sends us like Amazon or like Yahoo News. Um, oh God. The new products at Trader Joe's that we should be aware of. Mm. So the cauliflower gnocchi, you know, the whole, whole deal. 
pumpkin. He's like, everything. I think these would be great if you sauteed in a little butter and added some pesto. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, totally. Thank you. Actually, it's a good idea. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> You're like, I'll write that down. You should start a blog. Oh man. Too damn funny. We have some exciting things going on over here at almost yeah. 30 before we get into uh, this episode, which I'm really excited to listen to. So we have launched the new podcast pro program as a lot of you know. So if you're out there and you have an idea for a podcast and really want to start, but don't know how and want the support, we got you um, launching, growing and monetizing the new program. Just hold your hand every step of the way and has everything you need. But we got a lot of feedback from you saying that you, you know, have a podcast and just want to grow and monetize, or you are just focused on launching. So we heard you and we are, you know, offering these courses as separate entities that you can invest in. And we're really excited about it. Yeah. It's, it it is, I'm obsessed with the people in the podcast pro program that are really looking to completely change their lives. So that's like by launching, by growing and by monetizing, but I think it makes sense. And we really just wanted to make it more accessible for everyone in their journey Mm -hmm. and just make it seemed like the next step was closer for them. So right now you can buy into um, each of the separate courses. So to launch, you can buy that course. You can buy the one to brand and grow your podcast. So that's with marketing tips and tools, how we grew, how to do your website, all of that kind of thing. And then also the monetization. We'll tell you how to pitch. We'll tell you who to pitch. We'll tell you for how much. We'll give you every single thing that we've used to grow our business, you know, that runs today. So each of those will be separate for the cost of 497 until February 10th. So that is only available until February 10th. And then we are closing the doors for enrollment for the entire program. That's everything on the site until the fall. Yeah. So now's the time. Yeah. If and and you know, we understand, I was thinking about it the other day. It's like it's fucking terrifying to have an idea that you believe in so much that literally lights you up, gets you up in the morning, excites you, maybe keeps you up at night. And to actually start it means like you really have to show up, show up for yourself, show up possibly for others and be consistent. And for me, like I remember that fear so well when we started this. And what is really cool is that with like a program like this, um, where we're giving you all of what we wish we had when we started, it's it's really guaranteeing that momentum, you know, and holding your hand every step of the way. And once you get that momentum, like no stopping you. Yeah. And what's important about the course again, you know, if I, if we did this program or not, I would say the same thing. It's like looking at the step that's directly in front of you, not the step that's 14 steps ahead. Mm-hmm. And that is wherever you are in your journey, if you have the idea, the launch program is perfect because it gives you that next step. So it seems possible and it's not overwhelming because right now, you know, when we started, it was like, okay, how do we even figure out how to use a microphone? You know, you have to really just look at the tactical next steps in your journey and Podcast Pro really lays out those steps for you. So all you have to do is follow them. Yeah. And then also has, you know, just a side note, the candid conversations. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it gives you the tactical things with the videos and the workshop or the downloadables, all of that. And then it also provides you with uh, candid conversations between Lindsay and I. So this is really like a grounding force for you as you go through the process. You can always be reminded that we felt lost. We still feel lost sometimes. And just like behind the scenes of our journey. So you never feel alone. Yeah. I think that was an important thing 
like if I thought about us back then, like just to know that like what we're going through and like any challenges that we hit is normal. It's just like a part of the process. And it's actually something that is going to make you a better podcaster, better human. So I'm really excited um, about those, but we're here to support you. You know, podcasting has completely changed our lives. We have a full time thriving business because of podcasting. And I just think the possibilities are endless and it could really just, you know, up-level you in more ways than you think. 100%. Yourpodcastpro.com. Check that out. DM us if you have questions. We're happy and here to help. So February 10th is when we close that. So make sure to get on it. And then we have the retreat. Yeah, we have our retreat in Malibu at Colomigo's Guest Ranch. We had an incredible retreat last year that I will never, ever forget. And so we started planning the next one right away. And we're really excited to invite or to have 24 women join us uh, in May. It's going to be really um, a chance for you to not only relax and connect with other women, but go deep, go inward. Um, I, I think like just being in like one of the most beautiful beautiful places on earth definitely helps, but we are going to have workshops. We are going to have workouts, um, hikes. Uh, we are going to have speakers come, uh, special performances. So I'm, I'm just really excited to meet, meet you all. It's, it's almost sold out. So check out all of the information around the retreat almost30podcast.com slash retreat. Check out that fire branding from Chloe Money. Yes. Chloe Leonard Design Studio. Not to be confused with Leo Creative. (laughs) (laughs) Justin calls Chloe Leo Creative. Um, I'm excited about the episode this week. I've actually been thinking about doing this one for a while for you guys. And, you know, finally found like this was like the perfect time. And this episode was really inspired with an entire overhaul that I did of my life in the last two weeks of December, maybe the first week of January. So while that time was downtime for a lot of people, we had a little bit of time off work. I was in LA alone uh, for the holidays and I was kind of really going through it. Just really had experienced the first pang of, uh, depression in a long time and just a calling for, to really step in, to do the work for, um, areas in which my life, I really need to like work through and let go. So I started to see a therapist among other things, but what I did really actively within my life was edited everything. And in this episode, I really talk about everything I did to edit my life. And that includes my apartment. That includes my digital online life. That includes my work life. That includes my health and fitness and nutrition, and that includes my relationships as well. And this is really, really important as we go into the new decade to take stock and look at all areas of our life, all this data and information we've been collecting online and in our lives for the past years and years. I'm now 31, I think. And there's just a lot of things that needed clearing, needed releasing physically from my life. And that was seen through donating clothes, donating old makeup, um, cleaning out expired things or cleaning out my inbox or um, checking in on relationships. So it's really important to do this at the beginning of the year. It was important for me to do this at the beginning of a decade. And it was most important for me to make space in my life. I feel like this year is going to be very expansive for us, hopefully. And I wanted to create space space mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, so that I can allow that expansiveness to, to live and not feel stagnated by things or relationships or just clutter within my life. So, you know, whether you take a month, three months, a year, or two weeks, or a weekend to declutter and edit your life, 
it has been so profoundly um, impactful on just the way that I stepped into the new year. And your new year can start at any time. It could start today. It could start in March, whatever. It's just most important that we're really being present and thoughtful about our environment that we're in because it affects us so much in every aspect and to really take ownership of the way that everything is unfolding in our life because it is so impacted by our environment. Yeah, I'm really, I'm, I'm excited to listen and I've, you know, witnessed you like take action on a lot of these things and it got me thinking about, you know, we take in so much, like we're always reading the books, watching the thing, listening to the podcast, like being inspired, which is, has good intention. I also think there's like this energy around it where it could kind of like be in or around you as like mental or something clutter where I think just really taking stock, you said it in the beginning where it's like, you know, what really lands with me and then what doesn't and like releasing that. Cause sometimes I have things floating around in my head. Like I should do that. I should do that. I should do that. Which one really resonates with me. And I can actually allow to integrate. Like, I feel like I have no integration time, which I think decluttering allows for, you know, it allows the space and the time and just like the ability for you to expand within that space, I think is important. Completely agree. And like a small example is like within my clothes closet, I went through all my clothes and I got rid of almost all fast fashion clothes. And that's no shade to fast fashion, sort of. But for me, I want to step out of that phase in my life where I'm wearing clothes that um, have toxic dyes on them and just don't feel like me and the person that I want to be. And moreover, it's like, I wanted to get rid of clothes that were like fucking two sizes too small. Like I have clothes from 10 years ago in my closet that fit me, you know, maybe a few years ago, but it's like every time I would look at them, I'd be like, Oh, that's never going to fit. That's not going to fit. And that's not a problem. You know, that's actually not, not the issue. And I'm not sad about it. It's just like, then why is it in my closet? Like I'm 31 and like, I'm happy with myself and I want to just allow myself to be who I am rather than always looking at like a different size in my closet or like a dress that's a size two and being like, oh, that's never going to fit. And it's like, of course, yeah, I don't mind. You know, so it's just like, even like the residue that happens when you are making these tiny decisions within your day. So it's a residue when I'm seeing that size, I'm like, oh, that's never going to fit. That's a residue. Rather than just having well-made, ethically sourced clothes in my closet that are very minimal, that all fit and being like, oh, this fits, I feel good in it. Yep. That fits, I feel good in it. That fits, I feel good in it. And that just allows me so much more mental capacity to feel good all the time and just really like be more of the person that I want to be in 2020. And I think like- No shade to size two, obviously, but yeah. I'm just saying. And I think like, you know, if if we're wanting to release old stories, beliefs, narratives that we have, like- it is so tied to our environment. You know, like if there's something that reminds you of say like you 10 years ago, which is a great you, but it's just like, I'm completely different, you know? So it is like an energetic, it is physical. It's all the things. And I just, I think people are going to fucking love this. So yeah, if you are, are feeling this and you're feeling the need to declutter both emotionally in your physical environment, wherever, like let us know, like, we want feedback in terms of like what's working for you. I think this is a bigger conversation our community can have. Yeah. You can join the secret Facebook group and we'll be talking about this. I'm actually 
by this time my website will be back up and I just copy pasted all my notes that I wrote on my phone to put like what I did for my edit. So on my website, which you can find on my Instagram, it's Krista on Instagram. Um, I just write out everything that I did to edit my life just very simply. It's like in bullets, but it just will really help to kind of get started and just get inspired to do this. Yeah. Uh, if you love this episode, share with your friends, subscribe, rate and review on Apple podcasts. That means a lot to us. And we just can't wait to connect with you. See you, whether it's through DMS on Instagram, I'm at Lindsay Simsic. She's at it's Krista or DM at almost 30 podcast. Or if we see you at one of our live events, our retreat, um, you know, later in the year, we're going on the road. So we just can't wait to meet you. You're doing great. We support you and are always here for you. And we will see you on the other side. Amazing. See you guys soon. Bye. Oh, you guys, I am so freaking excited to talk to you today. I have been wanting to tell you about my life edit that I did over the holidays for a month or so now. I was so called to talk to you back when we came or when we came back from the holidays in January after my two weeks being alone, editing my life during the holidays. And now I'm so excited to share everything I did for the life edit. So a little bit of background. In December, we ended tour for almost 30. We had been on tour for probably six months out of 12 months of the year. Uh, we came back to LA you know, a few times in between stops and tried to really get my life in order. But I felt like so much of my time was spent on the road, on a plane with people, which was amazing and the best. And I'm so grateful. And those moments fill me up. But I did want to make sure that at the end of the year, I had some time alone. I live with my amazing fiance, Justin, but I really wanted to see what it would be like if I really was just me. So after our tour ended in Miami, which was great in December, it was awesome to see the Miami girls. I did a few days in Florida where my dad lives. My parents are divorced. So my dad lives in Florida now, live in that retired life as you do. Um, every time we land in Florida, we always call it God's waiting room because it's just like so many amazing old people and did like that strip mall Thai dinner vibe with my grandpa and my dad. My grandpa will not pay over like $8 for his food. He's so cheap. It's amazing. And spent some time with him. And then after that, Justin and I, my fiance, um, went to North Carolina where his parents are. So we were in North Carolina for a few days, probably three to four. Uh, And after that, I just wanted to come, come home to LA. I had the choice to go to Ohio where I'm from, but I felt like this year I was going to just do it differently and, and going to do a solo holiday and really see how that felt, really see how that landed. And it was like, I predicted earlier in the year that I'd be feeling the way that I felt. And I didn't know it per se, but during those two weeks that I was home alone during Christmas and New Year's was really, really low for me. And it was really weird and different to feel uh, just so off. I felt so incredibly off. And I think it was, of course, by choice. It was my choice to be alone for the holidays, but it wasn't really that. It wasn't really me being alone, really. It was like, I don't know. It was just... I've had depression during various periods of my life when I was very young as a kid um, in high school and a little in college. And I haven't had that feeling in a long time, but it was really that where it was like an unexplainable sadness that made everything gray. And I felt really 
lost and I felt really confused. And a lot of it, to be honest, had to deal with the fact that I had been running around all year. We had been doing so, so much. And this was a time in which I had nothing. You know, we specifically planned for the team to take time off, for us to take time off and to really relax. And it really hit me during that time, you know, how much I put a lot of my worth and value in me working and me producing and me really go, go, going. And so I had specifically planned for this time for me to slow down and chill because I always wanted to chill when I'm, when I'm rushing around. But then when it happened, it was actually really, um, it was just really low, you know, it was like, I don't know. It was just, I had these loop thoughts. Like I think people have people that suffer with depression or, or, you know, any mental illness really have their specific type. And mine really is like, what's the point type? Like, what's the point of everything? Why would I do like, you know, kind of that, that style. And so I was kind of leading into that, but one of the ways in which I was able to just really feel good about clearing out a lot of space in my life, mentally, physically, in my apartment, physically, in my closet, physically with um, my clothes, lots of stuff like that. And then emotionally, you know, starting to really clear out some old patterning and old emotions that I had been working with for a long time was doing the life edit. And I had planned to do a lot of this life edit earlier in the year because I knew that I had finally had time home. You know, I'm not really home a lot. So to have two weeks at home was like a dream. Like I was like, oh my God, I'm going to never take off my sweatpants suit I got from Walmart and I'm going to just be a dirt ball and watch the office and just do my thing and not talk to anyone, not look at a single soul. And so I had this two week window and during this two week window was, you know, my chance to really just get everything in order. And I really, really, really went in, in every way, shape and form. And I'm so freaking excited to tell you a little bit about what I was doing with my life at it, because it was just so needed at the end of 2019 going into 2020 that's a new decade. You know, that's a completely new decade where I have had, you know, I just wanted to start fresh. I wanted to start and really just clear everything out and make tons and tons of space for whatever it was to come, but also just really let go of really old things and really just create a new, um, a new foundation to be the person that I want to be in 2020. And that's like someone that's more organized, someone that's cleaner. Like your girl's not that clean. I'm not like dirty, dirty, but I just don't really, I don't know. I just like, like I admire people that like bring like a, like wipe and and a bacterial spray in their purse. I would never do that. Like I would literally never do that. Or someone that has the bleach pens, you know, they're like, oh, I have a stain. They're like, oh, I got you. I've got a bleach pen. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm just always kind of like a dirt ball. So I just wanted to do everything in my power in all areas of my life to just set a foundation for a good 2020. And I think a lot of these things, you know, you could do over the course of a few months or a week or whatever, but all of these things that I did have made me feel so much lighter. It's like unbelievable. Like the first weeks in January, I felt so much better. I'm back in my routine, which is really nice. I've really edited my um, uh, nutrition I was just kind of going wild for a little bit. And then my supplements, I've also really taken stock of what I'm taking to really help, you know, just take the edge off for a lot of anxiety and depression. And then I also um, started seeing a therapist, which is great and exciting. I've been um, wanting to do that. I think for a while I was really hesitant. Trust is like not 
I don't trust everyone very easily. And I also, I also am one of those people that I'm like, when I meet my therapist, I'm like, I'm going to be your favorite. <laughs> it's like my goal. I'm like, dude, just give me, just give me two months. I'm going to be your favorite. <laughs> and that's like not the point of fucking therapy. So I got a therapist, which we can also talk about. But the point of this life edit was to set the foundation for 2020, to feel lighter, to feel like I have more space, to feel like I could be more expansive, to feel like I was stepping into the version of myself that I've always wanted to be. So it was like December, 2019, these two weeks was a time to reset and clear, clear everything out before the new decade. And this was like any feelings, thoughts, using the alone time, planning for just creating this beautiful, beautiful life. Um, So what I did within these two weeks Let's get into it. We can talk with one of the first things that I did, which was actually editing all my emails. So on every single email account, we have quite a bit uh, with my personal and then with almost 30. And on every email account that I am attached to and that I touch, I went and used Unroll Me. So there's a, a website called Unroll Me. It's U-N-R-O-L-L dot M-E. And what you can do with Enroll Me is unsubscribe to email lists that no longer serve you. So I was subscribed to like anything you've ever bought online. Basically, you are now subscribed to their mail list. And sometimes I feel like people subscribe me to their mailing list and I don't want them to. So I felt like I had so many emails coming in that I didn't want. Like I'm no longer shopping fast fashion. I got these trash emails all the time whatever. So I unsubscribed to tons and tons, maybe 300 email subscriptions so that they no longer can email me. I'm no longer clouding my inbox with all these messages, whatever it is coming in. So I did that with Unroll Me and you could do that on basically all of your email accounts. I did that on every email account. And then on every email account that I'm reading, I actually cleaned and organized my entire inbox. So I did, I've done this actually every year for the past five or so years. So my emails are not that crazy in my personal email box. I probably keep 200 at a time, like in the, in the main box. And those are ones that are kind of have things going on or just don't need to be filed away just yet. But the rest I delete. I think a lot of people file. I'm more of a deleter than filer. I actually sometimes lose a lot of emails because I delete so much, but I got rid of probably 1500 emails. Um, in the other email boxes, I either deleted or filed. So everything felt just like there was basically between 10 and 15 emails in each of them besides my personal. Felt so good, feel so light and just really felt like, okay, now I'm in control of what's coming in because I'm not subscribed to email um, lists that I don't want to be subscribed to anymore. And then I'm also in control of like what is currently in there. Are these things I have to do? Because I do feel like when I see that people have you know, 50,000 emails. I'm like, I don't know if that's good. I don't know if that's like what should be happening. I feel like we really need to take control and like make it a point to like be in control of like what is coming into your space. And even if it's fucking trash emails, it's like be in control of what's in your space, be in control of your email inbox. I would rather honestly shut my entire email down than have more than like 30,000 emails. Peace and blessings. But I just feel like your email is something you can really can control. So I took a day and really went through those emails. I think actually I did it on a flight. It's a good, really good flight activity to clean out your email inbox. And what I also did for my um, computer and things like that, I went through all my apps on my cell phone. I actually went through my entire cell phone. So this is like the technology piece of it. 
went through my entire cell phone. So I deleted any apps that I don't use, any apps that, you know, I've never used, like my fitness pal. Tried it. Never, never have I tracked. It's like I'd get my fitness pal. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna track what I eat. And then they're like, how many portions? I'm like, 14. I don't know. Like, I don't know my portions and I don't know anything. So I deleted just tons of apps that are really old that I'm never using, that I downloaded one time for a concert, whatever, just to make space on my phone. And then I organized all my folders. So I reorganized every folder on my phone so that it was very clear what each folder was, what was in it. And it was a very few amount of apps within all of the folders. And I also did some clearing out of old messages. I almost deleted all of my text messages that were on my phone and all my photos. So I have, I had 25,000 photos on my phone. You know, most of them are the original photo, the first edit of the photo, and then the second edit of the photo. But it's like, and all this, just these screenshots of like, basically anytime I talk to anyone in almost any nation, I screenshot it because it makes me so happy. So there was just tons of stuff on there that, you know, I either wanted to put in a folder, I wanted to delete, or I just wanted to get rid of. And I cleaned out about 10,000 of my photos. Most of them are duplicative, but I just didn't want to have, I just don't want to keep like, keep getting photos on my phone. So then at some point I have like 50,000 photos, like who can do anything with that? So cleaning out the phone was a really, really good one. Also going through my Instagram story highlights, you know, that could be more applicable for some people than others, but I wanted to update and get rid of old Instagram story highlights. And I also went through my Facebook and my Twitter. And I would suggest this for really anyone is I really just went through and just made sure that like, what was on there was approved by me and what was on there was something I'm comfortable with people seeing. And this means the photos, this means the tweets, this means the retweets, this means the people I follow and the people that I'm connected with and anything people tag me in. Nowadays, you know, there's so much data available. And I actually said this to our team the other day, but when I think about, you know, it being 2020 and the internet coming around, you know, 1996 or something like that, it's like, we've had so much time for data collection that now it's not about um, collecting more data. There's already so much data online and on the internet and on our phones and on Facebook and all these things. It's really about like clearing it out and just making sure that the data that I'm associated with is things I want to be associated with. And that's accounts I want to be associated with, comments, photos, you know, organizations, whatever it is, but just being really thoughtful about like what people might see or perceive when they're seeing me online, whether that's in a tweet or a retweet or whether that's in like a Facebook photo or like how much information I share on Facebook. I actually got rid of, you know, sharing as much information on my Facebook page. I think before I had like where I lived, not like my address, but the city and maybe my phone number was attached to there, but just going through that stuff and just making sure that like I'm still able to be private with my information. I'm still able to feel good about like what my life looks like online. So this was probably a full day of doing like the online edit. And I highly, highly recommend. That's like a great start for the online edit. Maybe you're on a flight. Maybe you're just, you know, taking a few hours every night while watching the office, whatever. The online, the online edit is highly recommended. I also did a financial edit. And this is like, you know, this is like big girl stuff. This is like, this is when you know you're older. You're like, okay, I have more than $200 in my account for this financial conversation. I am coming to the table with more than $200 in my checking to like have a financial conversation. And so 
what I did. And, you know, we're not talking like big money, but I've really had to get into the finances in 2018, 2019 with almost 30 and really understand uh, cash flow within our business. Like, can we, when can we spend? When can we not spend? Like, um, being strategic about where our money is going and just being thoughtful about like cash flow. Like, it's very interesting and something I've learned, you know, as an entrepreneur. It's like, it, I just, it's hard to, desc- it's hard to describe, but like cash, it's like you have a lot, but then like there's always a daily or a monthly amount that you're spending. And then taxes is like half of your income. It's, it's very weird and it's very hard to track, but I'm, I'm, I'm doing my best to figure it out. But what I did for my own personal finances was really did like a financial audit of the year. How much money did I make? Because as an entrepreneur, I felt like it was kind of hard to track. Uh, each month would be a little bit different based on like our salary and dividends and then um, expenses and things like that. So um, I knew when I was working in the corporate world, it was actually really nice because you know you have a good understanding of how much you're taking home for the year. But I felt like as an entrepreneur, it was a little bit harder. So it was understanding like how much money I actually made for the year. What did I spend my money on? So how much was in rent? How much was in um, shopping? How much was in wellness stuff? How much was in travel? And just taking a look and just like not being non-judgmental with myself about how I was spending. Because I actually have a general idea that I think most of my money is either spent um, on rent, um, food. I do like, I spend a good amount of money on food. And then um, I do a lot on like wellness things. Like I'm definitely not shy to not spend money on shopping and spend money on like therapy. Like I'm going right now, which I feel very grateful to be able to afford therapy. So I have a good understanding of where my money's going, but it's really good to see. And you can either use the Mint app. Mint is really helpful. It categorizes your spending on a monthly basis. But I just like hopped into Chase, which is what I have, and and just took an idea and got my uh, statements for the month and just took a gander over where the expenses were um, and where everything was going. And I also did an audit of the reoccurring payments I have that I'm currently subscribed to. You know, those monthly things. It's like, am I paying for Hulu? Am I paying for Netflix? Am I paying for a monthly food subscription? Am I paying for Rent the Runway? Am I paying for my cell phone? Am I paying for cable? You know, did I add in a subscription for like whatever? I think that there's so many things that are made into subscription services that it's really smart to take a look at what those subscriptions are monthly. Like even I noticed I have um, Adobe, which I used to use Lightroom for editing my photos. And that was like a few dollars a month, I think. And I got rid of that. I got rid of another Adobe subscription. I had a Microsoft 365 subscription. Um, And there's just a bunch of, oh, I had a Google, another Google subscription for like old email accounts. And there's just, you know, that stuff is small and it's a few dollars a month and it could be a few dollars here and there, or it could be more, but that stuff really adds up. So being really thoughtful about like those subscription services and just kind of really being honest with yourself, like, am I using that? Is this worth it? Do I want to be subscribed to this? So I did an audit of that. And then lastly, um, I had a call with um, Vanguard. So I invest my money in Vanguard or not in Vanguard, but I invest my money with Vanguard. And Vanguard has been the place that I've invested since I was, you know, very little um, or since, you know, my family, like, not like my family. It's like my family didn't, they helped me to basically set up accounts when I was very young. So I would get money for Christmas. It was like a hundred dollars when I was young from my grandpa or something like that. And they just helped me to invest early. And I'm really grateful for 
their awareness and knowledge and helping me to learn to invest and to be thoughtful about investing and to just be thoughtful about my money. My mom is like into credit scores. Like she's obsessed with credit scores. We've sort of been financially savvy, you know, in my life. So I wanted to get on the phone with Vanguard during this time and just really see how my investments were doing. The investments that I have, um, the 401ks that I've rolled over from previous corporate jobs. So I've had maybe three or four, 401ks that were rolled over and now live in um, live in my Vanguard account as like 401ks, or I've basically made them something else. I've invested them to be something else. And the reason why I've always worked with Vanguard was because they have commission-free trades. So you don't have to pay any commission when you are buying or selling any Vanguard mutual funds or ETFs in your Vanguard account. And they also have no, or they also have minimum investments that have like, I think there's a minimum amount of around a thousand. So you can just buy things for the price of one share and it just makes everything much more affordable. They also have a really good reputation in this space and um, they seem to be the most uh, client friendly. And whenever I've been with them on the phone, they always take more than enough time to like really answer all the questions with me and go through everything. So when I called them, we spent probably like five hours just going through each of the things that I have. I have a few brokerages. I have a few rollover IRAs. um, And I have an individual IRA and 401k with almost 30. And I just wanted to see how they were doing. Like It was basically like, hey, I I can look at things and I can see, you know, because it's like a graph and it goes up or down. It's like green or red. I'm like, okay, good. Okay, bad. But I wanted them to tell me what was going on. And I wanted them to like explain everything to me and just make sure that I was putting my money in the right place. So that was, again, like five hours. I realized that there was some um, investments that were a little bit not appropriate for me. So, you know, I've had family give suggestions or give ideas of accounts and ways in which I should invest my account with, with Vanguard. And it wasn't really a fit for me. So I've really just changed those and updated those and kind of did like a clearing of everything. And I think it's really important, you know, for people that if you have a corporate job to just really check. And I do miss that time when you have that like match. I think most of the corporations that I work with had the um, 401k investment match. So it was like, if I was going to put in 5% of my salary, they were going to match me and put in, you know, match that 5%, which is amazing. And I actually wish I would have increased that, you know, when I was living in Chicago and I was making like what felt like nothing. It's like to have that match, you're like, oh, whatever. It's like, you know. I'm never going to be old, whatever. But I like miss that time. So I would highly suggest, you know, checking out on that percentage, maybe with your um, HR people and just increase it if you can, because like that's basically free money. And then as an entrepreneur, it was nice that, you know, Almost 30 set up our individual Roth 401ks as um, business owners. And with doing this, we could um, invest as business owners um, into the 401k, and then we could also invest as employees. So this is a just great way for us to invest our money from the business for us, and um, you know reduce the amount that we're going to be taxed on in the year. Because yeah, when you have a business, taxes are are a thing. I like didn't know that they existed so badly. But the financial audit was like a day where I felt like a boss. I just felt so proud of myself for actually having the hard conversations, asking the hard questions, and really going everything everything, really going through everything so I could set myself up, you know, for success and and just be proud of the fact that I was investing. And as a last thing on the investing, what I did was now that I've paid off my car, um, so I paid off my car this year, which I'm very excited and proud about. 
I have that same amount that my car payment was, um, which is like $300 or something like 350. And I made, um, I set up uh, a way in which Vanguard pulls automatically from my checking account, $350 a month and invest it. So now it's like the same amount is being billed to me normally, you know, $350 is being removed from my checking. It was for my car payment before, and now it's just going to be invested directly. So I know on Vanguard, they're really good about having automatic um, investing. And you could do that on a monthly basis for whatever amount you want to have. And I just felt like that would be a good way to just do it, to set it and forget it, and really just kind of not think about it as much in the year. So that's money. All right. We cool, we cool babies. We cool with that. We cool with money. We cool with, we cool with the, the emails and the phone and the digital. Now let's talk about my apartment. So now that I was alone and Justice, my beautiful fiance, was in North Carolina with his family, um, I had the freaking apartment to myself and I was able to just do whatever I wanted. And that was eating trash and looking like trash and also cleaning and organizing every single thing. When I tell you every single thing was organized, I'm telling you it was. So I worked with... um, Danny, she's of Spatial Solutions and she does organization of your apartment. And then she also does finishing touches. So like extra plants or pottery or pictures and stuff. And that was exactly what I needed for our apartment. Um, We worked together uh, to do a lot of things. But first what I did was basically went through every single thing, the pantry, the fridge, under the sink, in the kitchen, in my closet, in Justin's closet, even though he probably wouldn't have wanted me to. Um, in our storage, every single nook and cranny, I went through and touched every single thing and said, is this a yes or is this a no? I donated at least 14 to 16 bags of clothes to Girls Inc. And I donated over eight to 10 boxes of pantry items, beauty products. I cleaned out my makeup. And just extra things that I had laying around to the downtown um, LA women's shelter. So I'm not kidding you. I got, there was nothing that I was like, I was so ready to get rid of everything. There was so much clothes that I had had that was like two sizes too small that I was like just hanging on to. Like maybe one time I'm going to like be at this Halloween party and like, you know, have to have this like tie dye dress that's like really cool and like, two sizes too small and like, but then I'll fit it. You know, like that whole like narrative that you have in your mind with clothes where you're like, yeah, but like, you know, like I'm going to be back to that size and like fringe is going to be back in. And like, you know, you just kind of like make up stuff in your head. And I was just done doing that. I'm like done with like the trash clothes. I felt like I had so much fast fashion clothes and that's being completely real with you. Like it's not something I'm proud of, but like I had tons of it and I just wanted to clear it out and get rid of it and make new for, or just make room period. Like I just didn't need that much clothes. So the clothes went, ladies, the bras and underwear had to clean that out. I had bras that were literally four inches of padding from like when I was like 22 that had rhinestones all over them. I'm like, I don't even know what this is. Like I've, I've, I can't tell you the last time I've worn lingerie, which is like TMI, but um, I got rid of so many underwear, so many bras that I didn't wear socks. So the closet was like one area that was like, yes, getting rid of all of this done and done. And then the pantry items, a lot of stuff that I actually had in there, um, a lot of powders and tinctures and all of that kind of stuff, which I love was expired. So I had to check all my vitamins for their expiration date, 
all the powders for their expiration date, all the cans of soup. Even I had cans of soup that were expired. So tons of that stuff was actually expired and I had to to get rid of it. And um, but it felt good. It cleaned the entire entire place out. I got rid of old forks, knives, blah, blah, blah. Living room, got rid of basically everything. So you guys get the picture. But clearing that out was amazing. And then Danny from Spatial Solutions came in and we organized everything. We put everything in a place that made sense, that was intuitive, that felt good, that felt like it made sense. And I just felt like this is what adults do. Like adults give a shit about having a space that's organized and like feels good and yada, yada, yada. So that felt incredible to just completely organize every single nook and cranny. I have to show you guys pictures of my uh, beauty closet in quotes. It is like, it looks insane. I'm like, oh my God, I'm like a girl in the world. I have a rotating little like lazy Susan for my like makeup brushes. Like who is she? I want to know her. And I'm so proud of just the way that it looks. And Danny's just done such an amazing job. Uh, Getting the makeup cleaned out was awesome. Like cleaning out my makeup bag. I would highly suggest if you guys haven't done that to wash your makeup brushes, either do like a shampoo or I use Dermalogica's uh, cleanser to clean my makeup brushes. It works really well. I don't know if that's best. So don't like yell at me, but I wanted to make sure that they were clean, that all the other makeup was off of it. There's no germs on it, all that kind of stuff. And I got rid of tons of old makeup that I never would wear. I don't know why I've had, I have like, I had like purple eyeliners and like green eyeliners and like blue lipsticks, like all these wild, wild colors that I was like, maybe there's going to be a day where I'm going to need to dress up like an alien and wear blue lips. Or like, maybe there's going to be a time where I'm going to want to have purple under my eyes. But I just was like, you know what? Fuck it. I literally just wear the same makeup every time. So I wanted to get rid of all that makeup, but most of it that was unused. It was nice because, you know, the women's shelter was grateful for it. Um, so it was really, really good, you know, to do that. And that meant too, that it gave me a, like a blank canvas to like clean everything, to feel like proud of my space, to feel good when people come and like, just feel like I was like doing the best for my space. And now with Danny from Spatial Solutions, we're working on just like upgrading some of my furniture. Um, I've moved probably every, maybe every other year for like the past eight years. I've moved a lot from New York to Chicago, from Chicago to New York to um, LA. And I just, some of my furniture was like desperate. You know, I just was like, oh, any couch is a good couch. And I would buy like it for $200 on Craigslist. And it was like, just smelly. You know, I, I literally love Craigslist. I love like buying and reusing stuff, but I just was like, oh, it's actually run its course and it needs to move on to another place. So we're now doing like an audit of my furniture to see like what we can do there to upgrade because I fucking deserve it. And on the cleaning note, I actually cleaned out my car. When was the last time you cleaned out your car? Maybe you guys are cleaner than me, but although I may not be the cleanest in my apartment and don't think I'm dirty, but I'm just not the cleanest. I wish I was. And I think you guys would know that about me, but I cleaned out my car inside and out, baby. I actually had someone named Alfredo, uh, who's my hairdresser's car cleaner, clean out my car, but whatever. I'm not perfect. Cleaned out every single thing from the inner console, from the glove box, from the trunk, from behind the seats, from everywhere so that nothing was in my car and it was clean. Like it was brand new. I mean, I, for some reason, there's something about like a, when a, my car is messy and I have stuff in my car, I feel like, I just feel like, I feel lost. 
I'm like, oh, I am suffocating by all these shoes and these bags and these sweatshirts and this workout clothes. And I don't like to have a dirty car, even though I I have a messy car every once in a while. So cleaning out my car just feels like you feel like a brand new human, to be honest. So the apartment's clean. My email's clean. My phone's clean. My car's clean. We're working on organizing. We have clothes and bags and makeups that have been donated. We are like, well, we did our finances. Like, honey, we are well on our way to feeling like a new human. And then what I did next was for my, um, I'm trying to think if I should go like the physical stuff or the mental. Let's go physical. So within the physical stuff, uh, like a physical clean out and check and, and just to see what was going on. Um, I'm just going to be completely honest and say like, you can think, you know, however you want. And I respect and love however you think, but I haven't weighed myself in an entire year. And I've actually been really, really working to heal my relationship with food through this year. And that means to like not track, not see what's going on, not whatever. And I felt really good around food. I feel comfortable, more comfortable around food, but I just needed to just get an idea of what was going on to be completely honest and like see what we're looking at. And so it wasn't triggering for me. It wasn't like the best. It wasn't the worst, but it just gave me a general sense of like with this number and then kind of with how I was feeling in my body, like what could I do? And that meant to like, just take better care of myself, just to like stop eating when I'm full, not eat until I want to puke all the time, not have a dessert every freaking meal, like just kind of getting an idea and being real with myself. And a lot of this stuff that I'm talking about with the home edit is like, just being honest with myself in a lot of different places. So it's like, I'm being honest with myself. If I'm taking a look at my apartment, I'm saying, ah, there's, there's actually a lot of stuff in here that I don't need and that I could donate and someone else could have, or like, okay, I'm looking at my closet now and there's a lot of clothes that actually don't fit me. And I'm going to give those to someone else. And, um, I'm going to actually go through my email and be honest with myself that I'm never going to shop at like freaking West Elm again. And just like get rid of those emails. And I'm going to be honest with myself and delete a lot of these photos that I don't need of like people I don't want to see or like screenshots that are old. And the the scale was like the same thing. And I also, besides just getting on the scale and kind of seeing what was happening, um, I did a stock of like the vitamins that I was taking and the supplements that I was taking. Like, do I actually need this? Like, is this helping me? Does this make me feel good? Like, is this worthwhile? Is this something that like, I'm taking because someone else is taking, or I'm taking because I saw someone someone that's really pretty on Instagram taking it, or is this because I feel like I need something, but I'm not sure. So I cleaned out that process. And now my, uh, my supplement stack is like things that I'm like intentional about where I'm like, oh, I really like Uveda's mood because it helps me with my mood. And now I have my stack from Paragon and it's a uh, my Paragon vitamins is actually like based on my hair test. So I can know that like these things are actually things that I need in my body and are going to be very helpful for me. And then last, you know, my, my last part of my edit or one of the last parts of my edit, um, besides all of these amazing things was, um, my mental space. So that was like being real with myself again, you know, like having time alone for the first time in, I can't remember, you know, I'm not someone that's alone a lot. And I actually really like that. I'm definitely an extrovert in that way where I really enjoy being around people and I really enjoy others' energies and I really enjoy uh, just humans in general. 
But I did want to have this time, these two weeks to really just be like, okay, look, what is really going on? Like without the influence of anyone else's energy or anyone else's mood or opinion, like who am I? What do I want? What do I like? Like what's good about my life? What's good about me? You know, just really thinking critically about the way I've shown up this year and the way that I want to show up next year. And that's like not hating on myself at all. Like I'm so proud of of who I am and I couldn't be happier with my life, but it really is just like, okay, like mentally, like what's going on. And because I was so low during this time, it was really important for me to just really understand that like, I may need support in some things that I'm going through. Like I may need help in cleaning out old patterns and I may need help in really seeing like who I truly am and like who I want to be more clearly. So the way that I did this and the way that I helped shift through, um, you know, how I was feeling during this time was through adding in a therapist to my routine. And again, you know, I understand that like not everyone can't afford having a therapist. And that was actually something that like, when I left therapy for the first time, I was so grateful and I felt, I was actually miserable leaving, but I felt really grateful. But I was just like, damn, like this is a, an investment. Like, and, and I'm worth it, of course, but like, I just, I just hope that, you know, through Talkspace or BetterHelp, um, two brands that we work with and love who provide um, help at a much more affordable price that people can really get the help they need and that the the finance doesn't stop them. Cause I just, you know, it's a, it's a lot, it's a true investment. So I just, my heart goes out to anyone, you know, who wants therapy and feels like they can't afford it. And I'm hopeful that through better help or uh, talk space or something like that, you can, you know, get the help you need. Um, but I added a therapist, something that I've been resisting for a long time because I don't really trust people that much. I do, but I don't, I like, I'm very trusting of people, but they're not. It's like a very weird thing. And I just really wanted to show up better. I want to show up better for almost 30. I want to show up better for my relationships. I want to show up better for my life, period. So I have therapy going. That's a mental health thing. I also have movement. And movement this time was like uh, walks by myself, no phone, completely by myself thinking. And it's getting through that hump of like, uh, and this actually happened when I went on my silent retreat. So I did a solo episode about a silent retreat that I did earlier this year, but there's a moment of time where it's like really when you get first get alone with yourself or you first get silent where it's like, oh, this is really uncomfortable. And you're like, okay, what, where's the phone? Where's the book? Where's the TV? Where's the thing that can distract me? Where's the food? Where's the relationship? And then once you get over that hump, it's really nice. And it's really, really nice to see where your brain goes and what your brain does. So I did a lot of movement. I do the class by TT. I really love the class by TT. It's like an ecstatic dance, um, cathartic hit workout. And it's just really helped me to move through a lot of like stagnant energy within my body. Cause for me, it's like, I have the thought and I usually am really good at, um, attaching certain feelings to situations and then back to like my childhood or back to something. Self-inquiry is like the name of my game. It's, it's all I do basically is self-inquiry to be better. And so I'm really good at that, but I needed help with the verbalizing it. So that's where the therapist comes in and then moving through it. And that's where the movement comes in. So that's where the walking comes in or the class by TT comes in. I also did a lot of journaling, of course. I'm actually resistant to journaling. I don't know why. Sometimes I'm just like, oh, I feel like my hand writes faster than I think. I'm just like, ugh, like 
I feel like it's like every time I'm journaling, I'm like complaining. So it's always like, meh, meh, meh. Like, and I feel like I'm being a baby, but I just made myself journal. And I did that every day to kind of get it out that way. I just tried to really like be gentle with myself and be slow and like be okay. And it is amazing. Like the benefit of being older, you know, I've, this, this ain't my first rodeo y'all. And each time you go through something, you remember that you got through it before and you remember that you did it before. And it's like, damn, like this truly is a part of life. And like, this is just me in process and this is me in it. And this is me being there. I, I am here. Like I am everything I ever wanted. And then I'm also wanting more, you know, it's like that whole paradigm that we live in. And I remember I was at the airport when I was leaving Justin for um, LA after North Carolina and I was really, really low and I was kind of time traveling a little bit. And I was like seeing how low I was going to be in the next weeks. And I had a moment where I was like seeing myself outside myself and I had relief of that really sad feeling. And I was like, oh, this is actually just interesting. You know, it was like, this feeling actually isn't bad or good. It's just interesting because I'm feeling low, but I'm also feeling relief and I'm also feeling excited and I'm also feeling inquisitive and I'm also feeling, you know, solemn. And all of these emotions are more interesting to me than they are bad. And it was like my younger self that would just paint them as bad because I didn't really have context or a vocabulary that helped me to describe my feelings. But now it was just more interesting. So there was that moment that was really beautiful within you know my mental health process through the thing that really allowed me to see everything as just being more interesting than like bad. And if you guys ever want to talk about mental health stuff, just DM me. But I had the the um, episode on the silent retreat, which is really helpful. And then I definitely recommend better help or talk space for anything like that. And as a last thing, as a nice, happy thing, I checked on my relationships. So I really sat down in, in one evening and thought about all the people in my life that I love. And I wrote down everyone that I want more of in 2020. And I know this is kind of late, but you can still do it now. But people that I really want to invest my time in. I feel like with Instagram and social media, and obviously I, I hate like always putting it on Instagram and social media, but I do believe that the access that I have to people and the access that people have to me just provides me with like, I feel close to so many people, but there are people in my life that really, really make me better or push me. And there are people that I really want to have relationships that I want to invest in. So I did a stock on my relationships. Like how am I showing up for all my friends? Am I being there for them? Am I, you know, wishing them happy birthday? Am I checking in on them every other week? Am I being, you know, sending them a thoughtful voice note? Um, with Justin, am I being kind? Am I being loving? Am I being, you know, accommodating? Am I being all these things? And really just being honest with myself again. I think that was the theme of my edit was honesty. Like how am I showing up? And a lot of that stuff was like great feedback. Like I feel good about a lot of relationships, the way I'm showing up and, you know, with Justin and um, everything like that. So everything within the edit, like didn't have to be bad or good. It was just like truth. And it was like truth to where I'm at and like truth to making space for where I wanted to be and what I want to clear and what I want to make room for. And I think that's like the most important part of everything. It's like so often in our lives, it's like people just bullshit themselves and people just like, I don't know. People are just like 
like and I'm, I'm saying people and I'm saying me, you know, I guess I'll speak for myself. Like, I don't want to continue to like not see the complete truth of my life. And that is saying that in the best way possible. Like the complete truth of my life is that like, I'm living my dream right now. I'm in a relationship that I love. I have a business that I love and I'm doing something I love. And it doesn't mean that it's not valid when I have bad days. And it doesn't mean it's not valid when um, I question myself, I doubt myself, I'm insecure and all these things, but whatever's happening within that moment, like needs truth to it. So whatever's happening in my apartment needs truth. Whatever's happening with my body needs truth. Whatever's happening with me digitally needs truth. And in my relationships and in my money and all of that. So my life edit really theme was like bringing truth and bringing awareness to like all areas of my life so that I can truly do better in 2020. And by being better, it's like, I see better as, as a good thing and as an exciting thing. And as like a my life is going to continue to get better and better and better as I continue to put awareness around it. And as I continue to like put more truth in my everyday and really take intentionality to the next level. And it was one of the best things I did. Um, it feels so good. I feel excited for this year. I feel so much gratitude and so much more present for like everything that we have going on and the way that I want to show up for the community. I think that's like a huge motivator for me is showing up for almost 30 and almost 30 nation and everyone we connect with. It's like, makes me emotional thinking about it, to be honest. But like, I take it seriously. And like, I want to always do better by you. And I always want to show up better for you. And I always want to use the gifts that I've been given. And that's maybe access to wellness trends, or that's maybe like access to a therapist, or that's maybe access to, you know, a fiance that I love or whatever that is, and really just be thoughtful and conscious about it and make sure I'm covering my blind spots and make sure I'm like thinking of you and being compassionate and like listening and also showing up as like a very confident version of myself that feels fucking good in her skin. You know, there's so many things that this edit has led to and that I really want to do in 2020. And I really want to do it, you know, in partnership with you guys and, and just right alongside you guys. So so yeah, should we make tea and like chill and chill together? Should we just make some, make some tea and hang. Um, well, I'm excited, you know, for you and I'm excited to have shared this with you. It's been a long time coming. I'm going to do, uh, in our newsletter, I'm going to write out the life edit, uh, what I did and what you guys can do and all the steps. You don't need to do it in two weeks. You know, you, do, you can do it in a month. You can do it in a year. You can do it in a weekend. But I would just highly suggest really just getting honest with yourself about every area of your life and being kind to yourself in the process. It feels so fucking good. And for all my people that are doing the life edit, let's chat. Let's let's get together. Let's talk about what, we are, what we're getting rid of and what we're bringing in. And I would love to support you. Okay? Deal. All right. I will see you on the next one. I love you very much. You can connect with me at it's Krista. It's ITS Krista on Instagram. And I have my new website launching soon, which I'm very excited about. So keep your eyes peeled for that. And thank you so much for being a part of my community and being in my orbit. I'm eternally grateful for you and so, so proud. See you on the next one.
Thank you so much, Krista. That was really good. <laughs> Edit your damn life. Edit your what damn a, life. Good one. Hopefully uh, that was inspirational to you. Hopefully you found one part of that helpful. Even if you do one of those things today, I promise you it can make you feel so much better. Um, yeah. Join the secret Facebook group and let's talk about what we edit. All right. Review of the week. Thank you so much to everyone who writes reviews, sends us DMs, messages, emails. We read every one of them and are so grateful. This one is from Megan Rose, a must listen, five stars. I can't say enough good about Almost 30 Podcast. I don't know how, but their episodes seem to resonate with me so strongly and I hear them right when I need them. Thank you, Krista, Lindsay, and the Almost 30 team for such real and inspiring content. You bring such light and love through every episode. Thank you. Thanks, Megan. Thank you so much, Megan. Those reviews mean so much. So if you ever write one, just DM us and... um so we can just thank you in person, but those really keep the show going and help us bring amazing guests on. And for those of you out there with an idea for a podcast that you want to start, or maybe you have a podcast and you want to grow and market and brand it to the next level, or you want to monetize your podcast, we have our new podcast pro program now available in the three separate courses for you to invest in. This is something we are so passionate about. Podcasting has changed our lives. So we're here to support you. Yeah. So each of these is more accessible at a more accessible price and helps you get the next step ahead so you can chase your dreams. So your podcastbro.com. And then if you are interested in the retreat, which we talked about earlier in Malibu, that's going to be awesome. It's almost30podcast.com slash retreat. We will see you in Malibu. And I am at it's Krista on Instagram. And I am at it. I was going to say it's Lindsay. That's cool. Almost. <laughs> uh, there, is that like a porn star? At Lindsay Simsick, S-I-M-C-I-K. I don't, yeah, probably. I'm down. I'm looking now. <laughs> no, it's some, some. Lindsay is, at Lindsay is like An nobody. account owned by Joey. I know. It's someone that's sitting on the account to like. I know. Wow. That's, it's a account troll. Yeah. Wow. I love them. All right, y'all. We love you. We'll see you next time. See you soon. Bye.